All right, welcome back to the latest edition of the OmniTalk Fast Five. It is December 13th, 2019. It is actually December 13th and it is very late in the day. Very late. We are sorry for the delay, but (laughs) we're going to blame Anne. Yeah, we had a few things. Few things pop up. Anne is not here, so she is the. We're gonna say she's the culprit today. But no, Anne is at, Anne is actually on vacation. Believe it or not, in Las Vegas. I think they're at a wedding, and I think it's her husband's birthday. So shout out to him. Happy birthday, old man. And uh, and Emma, the intern, is also now done with school, so she's on hiatus for a little bit as well. Here, yes, yeah, so you're stuck with Chris and I. It's just the two of us, and we made sure the video is working so you can see our beautiful faces. It has been a long, awesome week, and I'm sure you can see it in our eyes. Yes, you can. And in the, if you're watching on video, the paleness of our skin, because it is literally <laughs> it is winter. negative degrees outside. It is so cold. We've had a ton of snow. I got in a car accident a couple of weeks ago. Almost got into another one today. The roads are terrible. Oh, but man. Here we are. Here we and are. And I'm excited to be here. It is Honestly, recording this is one of my favorite things to do. Not only does it keep us on our toes and keep us sharp with everything that's going on in retail, but it's just fun to go through uh, five awesome stories we have queued up for you today. I think it's fun to do it with you, too. We haven't done this in a really long time. I think you and I have maybe done this one other time where it's just been the two of us solo. Yeah, totally. And it's cool and it's fun to be back today. Uh, before we get started, though, a couple things. So first, I want to give a shout out to our sponsor. Our sponsor is, of course, Trigo. Trigo helps grocers unlock the true beauty of brick-and-mortar retailing by designing a magical checkout-free experience using computer vision and AI. Together with Tesco, Trigo is building the largest checkout-free store ever built. And we're excited because next week we will have the CTO of Trigo, Daniel Goodbye, and also the founder on our podcast. And we also have a video interview with him as well, talking about the history of computer vision, where it's going and where we're likely to see it in the future. Super pumped. We taped it, or sorry, I always say that, and you guys always give me crap for it, but we recorded it live in Tel Aviv. Super great experience, and uh, we hope to have that for you guys next week. So yeah, I can't around. wait. And uh, you know, I'm gonna you know pump us up a little bit. But the OmniTalk podcast feed has absolutely been stacked lately. You had a couple of big interviews over the last couple of weeks, which have been super fun. We do this every week, and so if you haven't listened to some of the you know the episodes coming up, obviously it'll be launched here in the next couple of days. Uh, but some of the interviews that Chris has done over the last couple of weeks are are buried in your feed potentially. And if you haven't listened to them, just scroll back down. We launched them all through the OmniTalk channel, so they get directed into your phone. Uh, quick and easy yeah we were pretty i was pretty happy with the traffic before but just in the last couple of weeks our traffic believe it or not for those listeners that have listened to us for a long time our traffic is actually double what it used to be to our podcast and so we actually had a good uh new contribution this week uh from a couple guys from the navio group carlos and tupon shout out to them bringing a management consultant angle to what we're doing on our podcast segments now uh for omnitalk so give it a listen they do some fun things in their segment they do a fictional thing where they they basically take a CEO and they say, hey, if they were to write each of them a letter and ask for advice, what is it that they would do? And what advice would they give that person? And this one is, of course, the first episode they they uh, give advice to Jeff Gannett, which is re- of Macy's, which is really interesting. Yeah, it's it, it's it's a good, it's a really, really awesome, I would say, uh, fun... I can't talk today, Chris. I know. You know it's it's plagued you, us all day long. Me and you come together we'll get there, and man. missing. It's late. The podcast is amazing. Listen to it if you can. That's right. We're really happy with it. All right, Carter, before we get to the headlines, though, I do have to ask you because last week you were somewhere that I wanted to be. I was super jealous of you. 
And that was in the beauty department of a department <laughs> store. Right. Where were you? Not just any department store. We were in New York City. And of course, I had to go to Nordstrom's to see the Glossier pop-up. So uh, we talked about this, or you guys talked about it last week on the podcast when I was gone. But Glossier- We had quite the debate. Yeah, I, I thought it was really good. Uh, you know, Glossier has chosen six cities, six Nordstroms uh, to pop up in. And let me tell you, first of all, the Nordstroms New York City, if you had never been there before, is absolutely amazing. Now, I say amazing because it's shiny, it's big, it's white, it's bright. It's it's it's. We can debate whether it's a good retail experience or not. But the point <laughs> is, it is absolutely gigantic and dead center in the middle, in the beauty department, raised up on a couple different uh, uh, stanchions. We actually, I think we launched the uh, YouTube video here yeah, as you well. Yeah, you put out a YouTube video Yeah, yeah totally. And so if you haven't seen it, it's a really good video in the back. You can kind of see what's going on. Uh, but Glossy has got their perfume pop-up. And as I said in the video, I was a little disappointed when I first saw it because you know all it is? It's six <laughs> bottles of perfume sitting on a counter. Now, it's not just a counter, obviously. It's done very Glossier way. They even have the Glossier staff there, so in the full pink jumpsuits and everything. Uh, for me, I think Sweet. I... I know, it's super cool. Uh, I probably... I, I didn't have the right expectations coming into it. For some reason, I was comparing it to, uh, let's say, the other Glossier pop-ups where they have their full product lineup, they have commerce right. enabled, they have all of that. Now, Obviously, it was a sight to be seen. They did not spare any expense in putting this experience together. But when I first saw it, it was like, there's only six bottles of perfume. Like, I don't get it. But it was such a glossy thing to do. They didn't just put the perfume in the mix with everything else. They didn't even allow the Nordstrom staff to represent it. Uh, they hired their own staff and had everything there. So it was pretty amazing. Check out the video on YouTube. So you're a week away from it. I mean, Emma and Anne were very curious about the fact that it was, you know, such a small amount of the product assortment, you know, heavy into fragrance. Uh, where do you come down on it? Like a week later, are you like right move? Should they have done more? Like net net score it like one out of ten? No, I think it was real. I think it was the right move. Um, I can't give it a ten. I can okay. give it a seven or an eight. Okay. Um, but I think you know I when you look at something like perfume, it's yeah. incredibly difficult not only to buy online but to get into it. Right. Sure. You want to try it out. You want to see how it smells. Does it work for you, etc. Sure. And once you've done that, then you can move back to the Glossier e-com experience. Yeah. But they needed to find a way to uh, bring that product into physical experiences uh, simply because just of the nature of the product. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think picking Nordstrom's good, good partner. Good partner. But it was it was also interesting that <laughs> and I mentioned they didn't trust Nordstrom to represent the brand. Like they still owned that entire brand experience. And I think Glossier's got the weight behind it now to say, Hey, Nordstrom's, can we come hang out? Oh, yeah. Give us a 20 by 20 space. And yeah, your, ta- your staff's not touching it. Mm-hmm. We need our own dedicated space. We're bringing in our own branding. Mm-hmm. It's not co-branded or anything like that. We're going to own everything. And it was just a big Glossier move. I mean, I think, you know, and they did it right. And they yeah. can own that. And they did. Yeah, I haven't seen it yet. I'm going to go see it. Hopefully, in the, when we get out to NRF or get out to New York for NRF, yeah, we'll, here we'll soon. both be out there. It'll be yeah, fun. Yeah, yeah. We should try to maybe even if we can try to catch it together again, especially since you've been there already. But I think the more I think about it and I listen to you too, I think it seems like the right move because the longer I do this now, two and a half years talking about retail ad nauseum every single day, the more and more it becomes absolutely apparent to me that you've got to keep control of your brand and what people think of it. And so to go slow. You can always add more, but you've seen so many failures over the years where people try to get perfection. And perf- as we always say, I'm talk, perfect is the enemy of good. So I like it. I'm not concerned at all about the fact that they've gone smaller here because if it works, you can go bigger. It's hard to distribute product to multiple locations. It's hard to staff them. It's hard to operate them. And you're doing it in somebody else's shell. That's also hard and complicated. So kudos to them. I'm excited to see it. I can't wait. All right, let's get to it, Carter. You ready? Yes, 100%. All right, headline number one. So Kroger and Walgreens have embarked on another partnership, and this one is to buy products together to cut costs. 
According to CNBC, Kroger and Walgreens are teaming up to cut costs through sourcing merchandising together sourcing merchandise together. The companies say they plan to merge resources to improve their supply chains and they actually welcome other retailers to join them. Kroger may even start to manufacture product for Walgreens. You know what this reminds me of? What's that? Spotify or not Spotify, Shopify. Shopify. You know right. why? Why is that? Because what people are doing Interesting. What people are doing is they're realizing, and and we're seeing a perfect example of this, and obviously Kroger and Walgreens have done other things together as well, and we're seeing this continue to develop. 100%. Um, But people are starting to team up to realize that you have to, two is better than one when you're fighting Amazon, who let's say owns their entire supply chain, or majority of their supply chain. Um, But what Shopify did, obviously, in the last year now is said, hey, you know, individual mom and pop retailers don't have a ton of weight to throw around, but if we can aggregate them all together... We have a ton of power. Um, and I think, yeah, you know, two different things. However, you're seeing the parallels here of coming together to leverage and find efficiencies and, and actually go up against these behemoths like Amazon uh, is the way to go. And I think it's, it's the way that uh, these retailers are realizing they can actually gain some ground. 100%. I mean, I think you're seeing it's. I think I talked about it a couple months ago in Forbes. I, th- I called it the commune trend or get hippie with it is what I said. But I think you're seeing that kind of communal totally. approach because there's strength in numbers. And the competitor here is so formidable that you've got to come up with something to do yeah, to beat them. 100%. And, and this model, I think, it's honestly, a lot of companies could do this. Target could do this with people. Walmart could do this with people. I don't know what would stop Target from doing it with their current partner, CVS. I know CV, a lot of people at CVS listens, listen. Is there any way to take advantage of this? Are there synergies there that you could capitalize on? Totally. Who knows? I mean, you saw this with the Anchor Shops announcements. Shout out to Shlomo this week. Um, you saw that with them, like where they're going to start to leverage fulfillment capabilities for digitally native brands, and they can basically commune all of that together as you know one complete unit to help defray all the costs right. of doing business that totally. way. Totally. And you're seeing it with the market at Macy's and curated with Kohl's, all that stuff, trying to find these strange bedfellows that make it happen. And yeah, again, Carter, like you said, the other part is it's another example of a partnership between Kroger and Walgreens. Let's not forget, Kroger has put grocery experiences into Walgreens. They piloted it early this year. They've now said they're going to roll that out to 35 more stores. Word on the street behind the in the back offices is that thing is doing really well. Makes a ton of sense. You stop in there on your way home, picking up a prescription, especially with all the baby boomers and the older generations where that's a daily habit. 100% it makes sense. So it's just, again, smart move between these two. Curious to see where this goes. Totally. I mean, God knows where this partnership could end up and does it become even something bigger <laughs> and better than what we know it is, know it to be today yeah no 100 percent. so uh let's move on to story number two this is an exciting one for me so amazon and refinery 29 opened their first gift guide pop-up shop so uh amazon and refinery 29 are teaming up for a pop-up version of the holiday gift guide uh, this pop-up features uh products from amazon's home fat and fashions curated by refinery 29 editors uh there's also going to be amazon alexa devices and show and they're showing off their new discover tool and the idea is they're trying to get customers to realize the benefit of using these tools in order to uh, promote discovery on the platform. Now, there's many reasons why I like this. Okay. All right. So he, here's the thing. Because you love Refinery29. Love Refinery. Big, <laughs> big fan of 29 Rooms. Now, um, <laughs> here's the thing is we've always talked about the dominance of Amazon when it comes to the search bar. You know what the search bar is good for looking, good at looking for? Paper towels, Things you white t-shirts, you 
socks. Yep. It's really good at what we call the hunting and pecking methodology. But when it comes to things you don't know you need, the things you need inspiration for, Amazon's the worst at it. Um, and they're getting better with fashion, but you're seeing how they, they've always tried to figure this out. And hence why we've always been so hot on Instagram being like the next big shopping platform. Uh, but what Amazon's doing here is they're like, all right, we'll take a step back and we'll let Refinery29. And the reason being is people trust them to make recommendations that are not only hip and cool, but they can relate to. And so they looked at Refiner29 and they figured, hey, what better way to do it than in physical retail? And so they're doing these pop-up shops, which I think is absolutely incredible. Now, there's a whole nother layer, as I butchered that last sentence, as I got a little tongue-tied as usual, <laughs> is there's a whole nother layer to this where they're actually bringing in uh, Alexa devices and they're bringing in their new Discover tool in hopes that they can show these new consumers that, hey, this is great, but you know you can also do it from your house. Um, and they're trying to onboard. They're trying to push these new tools they're rolling out right. to try to get more diversity or more, let's say, leverage behind the search bar that's great at looking up for paper towels, but trying to find that next you know, summer fashion or the new couch or something new to decorate your home with is absolutely horrible. And Amazon knows that, and they're doing their best to change it. How much do you think, Carter, because you've talked about this before, how much do you think gift-giving plays into this too in the time of year, you know, within which they're doing this type of experience. It's funny you say that actually, because I was just in New York and we're going to be in New York in a couple of weeks here together. Yeah. And uh, we talk about four star, right? And, yep. and I always joke that four star is the best place to buy a present for someone you don't know what to get them. Yeah. And here's why is because it's a, it's a, a hodgepodge of things and they're all really good Highly and reputable they, things. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Things you can count on. And, yeah. and I think, you know, it's a great place to buy gifts and I arguably, you know, this is, it's not a coincidence that this is a pop-up in December. Right. Um, and I think that people are going to look to this to say, Hey, not only do I get the convenience and really the price and everything on Amazon, but I get the assurance and the inspiration and kind of the uniqueness that refinery 29 brings. So no longer do I have any pressure as a consumer to try to find the new and cool present. And Refiner29 has already done it for me. And you know what? Amazon's right behind them to make sure that the fulfillment of that and the purchase of that is seamless and easy. Yeah, I, I asked you that question because it's, it's it's interesting for me. I ha it's it, it triggered something in my mind that I hadn't thought about before, which is, you know, there's this just rash of pop-up retail activity. But if you actually look at retail, like you make your money in the months of November and December. Totally, right, right, right. So Amazon's really smart. You don't hear them talking about pop-up activity all that much, but here again, second year in a row, last year it was GH Lab, same exact thing with Good Housekeeping. Now it's Refinery29. Yep. And now, you know, it's getting into different aspects and different categories of the business too. And it's those businesses that need to be discovered, those things that people want to possibly gift to other people. Incredibly smart, also very easy to stand up. And, it, you know, it calls to mind a couple things in the sense of, like anyone can do this. We've seen it before. And so we talked like I had a, I had a, a couple of things. Like I had a podcast with Vibu Norby of, of beta last week. And part of the questions I had for him is how defensible is his platform? Because right. Amazon's out there doing this in a way that's very good, very yeah. easy to do. And other people can follow suit. And there's plenty of people that are doing commerce via Amazon that could potentially go into physical stores. My big question is like, when do they open this up for everyone to start licensing it and doing it outside of just Refinery29 and good housekeeping? Right. Now, and you mentioned it, and I had talked about this earlier, that interview is absolutely incredible. And I think if you haven't listened to Chris's interview uh, all around beta, the the starting of it and really kind of the strategy, and, and Chris, I thought you did a really awesome job challenging that. Um, 
Definitely nice. look back in your podcast feed and listen to that episode. I think it's one of the best episodes we've had in a really long time. Um, so definitely, definitely take a look at that. Thanks, man. I appreciate that. Yeah, cool. it was a good episode, you know, and it was, and kudos to, to Vibu for doing it because it's a very different type of interview than you hear typically. Totally. Um, and he let me ask him whatever questions we want. I know he listens to the program and I thank him for his support there. But I learned a lot from doing it, and I'm still trying to keep an open mind about everything as well. I think the other interesting point with this story, though, before we move on, is also the apparel factor. Like There were some good data that I sent out this week around Cyber Week with uh, Amazon. And I don't know if everyone knows this, but last week for Cyber Week, including Cyber Monday, Amazon did $400 million in apparel, in women's apparel. You know how much Walmart did? Roughly $20 million digitally. Those numbers and that difference is astounding. It's amazing. And Amazon doesn't have stores yet. So imagine the ability for them to do this or provide the background for the technology for other people to do it off their platform. Exactly. That number has nowhere to go but up. 100%. Yeah. And that's, it's almost, it's, I mean, it almost leaves you speechless just thinking about it. All right. Story number three. Hudson, your favorite store in the mall, is planning to revamp their stores and introduce a mobile app for 2020. Favorite store in the mall or the airport mall is yes, probably a better way mall? to put it. Yes, did I say mall? Thank you. God, it's, <laughs> it's late on a Friday. Well, it's funny because when this came up, like it's funny. The only reason you might know Hudson wow. is because you saw it randomly on your credit card statement when you're doing That's your right. expense report. Uh, Hudson News, as it sometimes shows up, um, is one of my favorite airports. Thank you for that, man. Yeah. yeah, no, I think it is one of what probably, it's definitely my favorite airport store, probably my only airport store I frequent. But this is a cool story so the airport mainstay hudson according to retail dive plans to roll out quote a revamp store design next year that features digital displays geared towards local content and modular walls for quickly changing out retail offerings end quote retail dive also went on to add that it plans to bring self-checkout to these stores and will also be launching a hudson blue app to connect more customers across its network Carter, you probably travel more than I do. We both travel a lot, but what's your take on this one? So I want to split the new offerings in this PR release uh, into two categories. One that I think is actually impactful and good. Mm -hmm. Two, the one I think it's a waste. What we have to remember is the okay. mindset that you're in when you're going into a Hudson store. Yeah. It's pretty easy to figure out. You're usually a business traveler, and they're amazing because they have everything you need. You have the deodorant you forgot. You have the cold medicine. You have that a really expensive bottle of water and some gum, right? You know, you could pick it all up in a matter of about 10 feet and you check out and you're out. I just, what I don't think is going to work for them or, and I, or I guess I'm confused to understand is some of the things they talk about, digital displays, like localization, like your Hudson News. Like you got to remember like what you're there for. You're not there to create some incredible retail experience with localized products and everything. That's not what your consumer's looking for. They're looking for a one-stop shop to get everything you need for that business trip and get out. And I think you see some of these announcements in that light, you know, self-checkout, great. Like that's that's amazing. Um and and actually what this made me think of if if you're in LaGuardia Heaven forbid you you land in LaGuardia, <laughs> right? right? Um, We're sorry. <laughs> go through the retail experience that's in the center of the terminal. Uh, they right. have a wall, bigger than I've ever actually seen, of all self-checkout self lanes just surrounded by products like this. That's one um, of the bigger self-checkout experiences. It's it's huge. Yeah. Um, and, and it's kind of tucked back there. So if you, if you haven't been there, make sure you go discover that if you have an extra 10 minutes when you're waiting for your airplane. Um, but 
it it capitalizes on the convenience factor. They're not there to sell you some, you know, tchotchke or whatever. They're there to get you your really expensive bottle of water and a bag of M&Ms and get you on your way. Mm-hmm. Now, when I look at the emphasis and the in, and the uh, input that I guess really kind of the resources they're putting towards this, I'm saying, why don't you look to less, let's say, sexy things, mm-hmm. but that would actually improve the traveler's experience. Okay. So like something as simple as, why do I still have a paper receipt? I would argue like 90% hmm. of people who are going into that store are expensing that, that, that purchase. Like, why can't you just email me the receipt so I can easily expense it? Or maybe hmm. you launch a partnership with Concur. Like, how right. great would that be? Right. Um, but the fact that we still get a paper receipt and most people are standing outside there awkwardly taking a picture of it is insane knowing that clearly a good majority of your customers are using you for business expenses. So why aren't you making those smaller changes that would actually revolutionize the shopping experience yeah. there and benefit your customers? But now you're focusing more on the standard traditional way that you think retail should be rethought of and using it as a uh, as fodder for this press release. Dude, okay, that... That was absolutely brilliant on a, a number of levels. That's why I love doing this with you. It's it, it's why I love doing this every week. First of all, look, let's make sure because you said a lot there, so I want to yeah, play it back. Sorry, for, I, was, okay. I was talking quick, but I want to play it back for the audience. So I think your first point was right, which is like, okay, let's not overdo it with the digital screens. Why do we always see? Why does everyone? Everyone's it's, new innovation thing has to, do. to be about the screens that are going to do whatever. Like yeah. it doesn't need to be about that, right? Like. Hudson, uh, Hudson News, like, give me my Doritos and get out. I don't need, like, special screens to show me all that. But your second point, which I think is fascinating, is how do I just make it faster and easier? And you're right. These types of technologies, if deployed correctly, it's what you see in Amazon Go. You walk out of that store, you get that receipt in, in, almost instantaneously, pretty quickly. There's been comments about how long it takes, whatever. It doesn't matter. You get the receipt. That makes your life simpler. And so if you're sitting there on a business account, business expense account, like, and I can really easily process that, heck, I'm going there every time. 100%. What would stop me? Totally. More trips, bigger basket size, more Doritos, more Twizzlers into my belly. Like, it's going to happen. <laughs> yeah, like that, 100%. That's a totally brilliant way to think about it. I man. was actually pulling up. I should change the camera. I was going to pull up my receipts. Like, I would argue the majority of them are from Hudson. Yeah. They're probably too big. But, you know, yeah. the point being is just that, uh, and you brought up a whole other thing. Like I'm talking about tiny little changes that'd be easy to make. Arguably, some of the new computer vision stuff and all right. that that's out there. Yes, a bigger investment still being tested. I get it, but I try to find a better use case for that than Hudson. Right? Like it, it's where you need to get in and go. And yeah. like, why are we not seeing investment of that? Instead, we're going to spend a bunch of money on screens. Well, yeah, and that's where I want to go next because you're the cool thing about an airport. Airport, they're always on the front end of experimentation. I yep. mean, look at like you know self check in. Like, but they always have to go slow with it, right? Like, I can remember hearing stories about you know when you check yourself in, they still had to have people at the counter because people weren't curious, and then it only yep. took people standing in line seeing other people go faster, where people started to gravitate towards it. It's the total like Starbucks mobile app totally. effect. Yep. But the thing that I worry about is it gives you that license to experiment, but checkout free in this instance is better, is simpler, and you can get people to download that app because they go through those things every single day or every single week. Right. So if you snooze on that, somebody else like an Amazon or someone else is going to come along and figure out how to do that better and get you coming in there more often doing the things we talked about 
coordinating it with your receipts and your expenses, making your life easier because you only have so much time to get on that plane and get your stuff. Yeah. And so that would be my one call is move, still move faster on that. Where's that first pilot store in the airport that's more like Amazon Go than say more like LaGuardia? Totally, totally. So love that story. I think that was really good. So next time you're in the airport, look for Hudson News. Uh, so story number four, uh, PayPal's exiting. Or the mall. <laughs> yeah, or the mall, right? Uh, so story number four, PayPal's exiting COO Bill Reddy is going to join Google as their new president of commerce. That's right. So Reddy will join Google in January as the company's new commerce chief, reporting de- directly to the SVP of ads, commerce, and payments. So uh, Reddy's role at Google will not involve payments so that you don't have to worry about any of the competition. But instead, they'll be looking at uh, really leading Google's vision, strategy, and delivery of brand new commerce products. Now, Google and commerce is something that we don't talk about, and there's a reason for that because they're not doing that much, which makes my blows my mind the fact that Google has slept on this. And I can say slept on this. I know they've done things. I know they've made moves. I know Google Shopping has made some changes. But if you look at how many times we bring up Google in this podcast, it's a great testament to the fact they're not doing much that matters. And I think it's amazing to see the likes like Amazon and other competing tech companies constantly moving and changing and expanding into other categories. And I think Google's fallen asleep at the wheel. And I, I would be really curious if this new edition is going to change any of that. Yeah. Because ultimately, their lunch is going to be eaten and is being eaten currently. Yeah, geez. I, yeah, I hadn't even thought about that part. But yeah, you're right. I mean, I think like Google has been like sound and fury signifying nothing in the commerce space. Like you wonder, you, you do, you sit back and you ask yourself, why can't I shop off Google more easily? And I try. Like, I'll tell you, Carter, last week I was trying to buy, this is going to make me sound super dorky, but I, not buy, but I was actually looking to see if I could buy a old Tom Chambers Phoenix Suns jersey. <laughs> I won't even ask why. <laughs> and I couldn't find it. And like, but Google, and Google made it so hard to even try to browse for it. Oh, like, totally. It was impossible. Yeah. And I don't understand why that continues to happen. And I even think of like our compatriots like Anne, who has the tinfoil hat on about Amazon all the time. If Google could actually figure this crap out, like she'd probably gravitate towards it very easily because it's that Amazon alternative. Like there's nothing to stop it given all the data they have. But your point is right because we talk about Facebook, we talk about Instagram all the time, we talk about, um, you know, Amazon and the hard part there is if that continues to grow and they continue to do what they're doing, then what does that actually mean for, for Google's business too? So I am having trouble getting excited about this story. I can't really get excited about it until I see some change, something, something happen. And I think ultimately that's the thing. Google, who else is armed better than Google? to make this change or to make a change or to make development in this space. Uh, we argue about really like yeah. who knows us better than Google, right? You know, Facebook, Instagram, Amazon. Yes, but Google knows a lot about us. And I think the fact they haven't activated the commerce side of things in a way that's actually made any impact is ultimately really sad. Yeah, I think too, like, and I got, I was having a conversation with one of our loyal listeners, Brian, Ta- Brian T, I'll say. And uh, he had some good feedback too in terms of like talking about the long-term trends and how these, how each of the stories we talk about, you know, really are important putting when they're put in that context. And the thing about Google, I'd say from a commerce standpoint, it's easy to think of like, okay, what are all the things you can do digitally in commerce? Because that's what they are, right? That's how they were born. They're, you know, it's a digital search platform essentially. Um, and but the other question is like, there are a lot of things you could be doing in physical commerce with the type of data that you have. Oh, available. totally. I mean, they know everything a, lo- a, lo- a given locale is searching for. They also know where everyone is driving and going and for what, based on Google Maps. 
why aren't they with their tech background? We talked about computer vision. We talked about checkout, free scanning. Why aren't they putting a physical manifestation of that together in local communities? Hundred percent. You know, or why aren't they getting on the like hype the hyperlocal micro fulfillment bandwagon and figuring out how to combine different things and the knowledge they have about what people need so they know where to place those and what products to put inside those. Totally. They could easily join up or acquire one of those companies and start to think about this for grocers and for and 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 for other businesses. So yeah, I'll buy it when I see it. It's an interesting move. There's all the stuff with PayPal and Honey and all that that we could even get into. Now, he's not even directly in charge of payments from what the articles are saying, but God knows. I would love to see them do something just because it feels like they have the capability to do so. 100%. All right. Last story. Should we close it up? Story number five. Story number five. We haven't had one of these in a while, but this is the latest PR drop from Walmart. And interestingly enough, it comes after Cyber Week. So what did Walmart announce this week? Well, they announced that they're removing the driver. That's right. According to Chain Store Age, Walmart is launching a new pilot with the autonomous vehicle company Neuro in Houston. The pilot, this is my favorite part, will enable customers in Houston to opt in to receive deliveries of online grocery orders from self-driving Neuro vehicles. Said no one ever. <laughs> right? Like, at the end of the day, why? Like, why would you care? Right. You're going to have to walk out to the street, get your groceries, when it's worse it's worse it's worse yeah who goes to the street to get this for me yeah who's literally on the e-commerce browser saying you know what i'd like i'd like to opt into the driverless car delivery today it just yeah it's it's insane it's absolutely insane and the funny thing about it is the timing so here's the other thing why in the middle of december the height of the holiday shopping season are we talking about autonomous vehicles when autonomous vehicles quite frankly are not going to be ready for prime time anytime soon you're going to hear this in the trigo interview next week but like Computer vision is the same technology that essentially powers autonomous vehicles that's powering Amazon Go. What's the difference? Driving a freaking car down the road is a life or death situation. Like you have to be nailed on everything from an accuracy perspective. You can't and a reliability perspective, yeah. et cetera. It's one thing to get a bag of chips stolen from you. It's another thing not to be able to stop at a red light. 100%. You can have no mistakes. Yes. But yeah, in the store, like you have 60% inventory accuracy already, products leaving. You don't know where the hell it is. So much more room for error. So my question is, again, why are we talking about this? If you look at the latest Market Beyond figures, you can kind of see why, because Walmart did not have a great Cyber Monday, according to their latest report. So you're wondering if this is a little bit of a distraction angle that they're trying to play here. But also, like, why are we talking about this? There are still things you haven't done, Walmart, that are more important. Where is your check? Again, I throw down the gauntlet here. Where is your live checkout free retail experience using computer vision? Not scan and go, because we know you got that. But where is that? In the U.S. market, we haven't seen it yet. Why not? That's more important than this. And then also, what's the latest with micro fulfillment? Walmart, you talked about alert innovation a year and a half ago. We haven't seen anything in that realm. Oh, and by the way, to even make this damn driverless car thing work anyway, you're going to need to be able to get the product picked and packed faster than doing it manually or doing it with a third party anyway. So you got to have that before you have the autonomous vehicle. But again, Carter, as you always say, this is all sizzle, and they're talking about it for some reason because they want to talk about it. Spot on. They capitalize on some buzzwords that people want to talk about. Like the, some of the stuff you're talking about in terms of what would actually make a difference doesn't read well on a headline of uh, of, of a newspaper. It does, cause doesn't get talked about around the dinner table. It doesn't get talked about at the bar. And I think they are using buzzwords and things that people think are cool in order to make an excuse to get out into the press and potentially cover up, as you mentioned, some not so awesome numbers from this last week. Well, and the other thing I didn't think about too is the other thing that came out this week, which maybe they were trying to get ahead on was Andy Dunn, his resign 
signing from Walmart. You know, he gave in his two, two and a half years after the Bonobos acquisition. Totally. He's like, deuces, I'm out, you know? And he wrote this funny love letter to Walmart, which <laughs> yeah. you, everyone, please read that. I'm not going to comment on it, but please read it for yourself and form your own opinions. I think there's some pretty big ironies in the statement that he made uh, leaving the company, and you should and you should form your own opinion on it. But yeah, again, there, if you if you look behind the covers, there's definitely some not so good news for Walmart this week, and who knows if this announcement was meant to cover some of that up and be sexy. Totally. All right, Carter. Any big plans for the weekend? Big plans for the weekend? Nah, just seeing some family, hanging out at home. Should be fun. It's going to be good. Yeah, I was traveling this week. I was in Key West for most of the week, so I'm looking forward to just kind of laying low, maybe going on a going on a date with Mrs. Amitak. There if you we go. can swing that, uh, try out a new new restaurant we haven't been to. We'll see if we can make that happen. So, all right. Well, to close us up, like Carter said in the beginning, we had some cool new podcasts drop this week. We had one that was really interesting, too, on the use of virtual reality uh, within retail. And we're not talking about virtual reality like the 3D room builders and all that stuff you hear about, but actual real-life applications that make a difference, specifically in the retail store design process. Want to give that a listen. It's with a company called Rumera. And of course, we also, like I said, have the new podcast from our contributors from the Navio Group, just taking a look at some of the big headlines in the month of November for retail. Of course, as always, please like, review, and subscribe to our podcast on the platform of your choice. If you're listening right now, do us a solid stop. Take a second. Leave us a review. We'll be so thankful this holiday season if you can do that for us. Every little difference makes a difference. Stay tuned next week, as I said, for our podcast and video interview of Trigo CTO Daniel Goodbye and from Carter for Ann in Las Vegas. Las Vegas also said... Emma, wherever she is as well, following school, I'm sure following the let out of school, I'm sure she's having some fun. On behalf of all those guys, as always, be careful out there. <laughs>